Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. Hope you're doing well. Good. Good. Glad to hear that. Uh, I'm Stu Whiffin. I'm your host. And it's another week, so it's another episode. And this is a special one. Um, I have sponsors, which you probably know about now, called Save Our Souls Clothing, uh, www.sosclothing.co.uk. And they've just been really lovely. They've they've been a massive part in... in um, Pushing this podcast in 2019, they 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 joined up at the beginning of the year uh, as as our sponsor, and and it was really really appreciated. and And their company uh, is is all the designs and that are all based around alternative culture and music and, and and tattoos and stuff. and And getting chatting to them, their passion for music is is incredible. And so I was like, well, look, do you want to come on and have a chat? You're our sponsor. Uh, seemed like top lads come down let's let's talk about the records you like and and talk about how you set up this clothing company that's absolutely on fire at the moment and so that's what we done uh, both of them come over we sat in the bar uh, we had a few drinks and we had a lovely chat and uh, I think you're going to really enjoy it before we get on with it um, a big shout out to www.com podbiblemag.com the essential guide to podcasting that's the magazine that I run with Mr Scroobius Pip and my name is Ad and it's going really really well and the reason it's going really well is because people like you follow like read share and do nice things about it it's the essential guide to podcasting so go and have a look if you haven't got a print copy go and read it online at the aforementioned www.popbiblemag.com Before we go with it, big shout out to the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks very much to Mr76 for producing this. Massive love to my name is Ad for doing the artwork. And big love to Mr John Harris over at Acast for doing these little videos. I think I'm done. Let's get on with the podcast. Please enjoy. Off the beaten track. We've Save Our Souls Clothing. I've got an announcement. Save Our Souls Clothing. www.sosclothing.co.uk Why am I telling you this? Because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And what I have to do 
is I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year. And they're based in South End on Sea, just up the road from me. They put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music. And they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All of the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable and water-based inks. And in addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fairwear Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. And they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So, go and check them out because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast and I couldn't be happier. What else they've done is they've given you 15% off. So if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk, do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket, and then on the way out, put in the discount code BEAT15, B-E-A-T-1-5, and that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk official sponsors of Off The Beaten Track podcast. Let's get back to that podcast. It's Off The Beaten Track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whiffin. Right, we are recording. We are in the Whiffin. It's a snowy evening. Um, and uh, I've got two guests tonight. Is this the first time I've done Off The Beaten? No, it's the second ever Off The Beaten Track podcast I've done where I've had two guests uh, instead of one. I believe the other one was Nitzareb, which come back, which come out at the beginning um, of October, I think, last year. Anyway, um, not only guests this evening, um, but official sponsors. So... Um, I'm not going to uh, waste any more time. I am going to welcome this evening's guests. It's Stacey and Mark from Save Our Souls Clothing. All right? Hello. 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 How are we feeling? Good. Good. I've got Chris in front of me and a beer. I'm happy. Chris and beer. What yeah. more do you want? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, as we're going to work our way through the list tonight, obviously you know the format, um, and for listeners that don't, then I'll interested in Mark and Stacey's journey that's that, that where where they've come from and how they've got to the point uh, the, the creative journey is, is the fundamentals of where I want to go and to how they've come to set up this clothing label and, and establish something that, that looks incredible and, um, and and definitely has a conscience as well so um, we do that but as we work our way through their lives we ask them to select songs and then them songs kind of like soundtrack the, the creative journey so far and uh, and they serve as nice little anchor points um, if I start forgetting what I've got to say, so I can just go right and the next track. So uh, normally, obviously, each guest picks one song. So tonight we've got two guests. So you've both got one track for each question, yeah? That's right. Yeah. Apart from I think there's one we agree on. One, yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, just basically, I've got good taste in music, and he has <clears throat> not so good taste in music. We like very different things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And we got very drunk and just thought we had to sit down and work this out the other night. So, yeah. Well, um, I've had a few 
messages back from you. A yeah. few like last minute panic changes. Nah. But but that's good. That means you're giving it some thought. We're thinking about it, yeah. Or we read emails when we're sober. <laughs> yeah. That's that's not what it means. You won't be the first one to confuse country with county, mate, trust me. <laughs> trust me. Uh yeah, I did have someone say the Rolling Stones and I just thought, You're from Dorset, mate. <laughs> uh, um but yeah, all right, so um so just so listeners are familiar with your voices, um Stacey, say hello. Hello. Right, that's Stacey's voice. Mark? Hello. Right, you've, you've got a slightly deeper voice, yeah. Mark. Yeah, I'm slightly yeah. more manly, yeah. I'd yeah. like yeah. to say, yeah. yeah. I, I'm the one with the girl's name, but a, a slightly... It's, it's quite and, deep, and you're so. wearing a pink jumper. I'm wearing a pink <laughs> jumper, but a real man wears pink. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. So. Uh, wearing your own brand as well, which Ob- is always good. Obviously. Which is good. Always. Oh, good, good, yeah. good. I see you've not got anything on those, Jim. <laughs> you just got mine off. They're, 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 um, they're in the kitchen. I'll be sporting them tomorrow, don't you worry. Um, all right, so I'll start with you, Mark. So the song with the greatest intro. Oh, I've got to remember what I put now. It was um, Deftones, um, off from Around the Fur album. Uh, you might have to remind me what song I said it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was um, Shove It, My Own Summer. Yes, that's it. Um, I mean, it was a really hard one to pick, to be fair, because I kind of had about 100 in mind. But I was thinking of times that it reminds me of, and I remember being at a Deftones gig a long time ago, and this, uh, this when I was at the bar, this track come on, and it just went mental. And I remember the guy I was with... Um, we just dropped our drinks, ran into the crowd, then he took his shoe off, threw it into the crowd, <laughs> and then chased it. Um, so like, that's, like a dog. Like a dog, yes, like a dog. So it's always stuck in my mind, and every time I hear that song, it makes me think of that moment. And, um, and it is, it's a banging rift, so you can't lie. Yeah. And, and I think one of the things with Deftones is they're, they're one of them bands that, um, I, I mean, look, looking through some of the songs that you've, you've chosen for this, um, Rock and metal is definitely a big thing for, for for yourself. Oh, for sure, yeah. And and I'm not massive on the on the metal thing, but Deftones they transcend that for me. I, I think they're one of them bands that they cross over. Like when I heard Minerva by them, I was like, man, this this band is just something else. And and obviously just going back to White Pony and yeah, you know, when you hear the stuff on that album, it's just it's just different level. And and I was. Flicking through some tracks today when I was putting together the Spotify playlist for tonight, and uh, and, and I put on Shove It, and I mean, it, it reminds me of, of, of DJing and, and playing in clubs, and, and just because they got they got sort of thrown in with a new metal thing, Deftones, didn't they? Well, they were kind of yeah, you could they were cast as new metal, uh, they were a kind of a stoner band, grunge band, metal bands, they kind of fit in so many genres, yeah. and I'm yet to find someone that doesn't like them yeah like, and live I've seen them a couple of times um, and lay our hands down the best band I've ever seen live Chino's really? voice he's different uh, level, isn't Chino is, is God like yeah. he's the coolest man on earth yeah I love him <laughs> yeah um, I'm sure he loves me as well. Are yeah, you man yeah. crushing? Is there a man crush? <laughs> a bit of a man, man, crush. man crush. I mean, I'd probably touch him a little bit. All right. <laughs> inappropriately or just in a sexy way? Um, inappropriately. <laughs> Consensual, though, yeah. obviously. Just to be yeah. Fair. I mean, I'd ask nicely first. Yeah. This would be, be really not wouldn't it? Um, okay. Um, Stace? What did I choose for the greatest intro? Was it um, Sweet Child of Mine, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so this was, I mean, I'm not the biggest Guns N' Roses fan. Um, 
So it was it was a bit of a toss up between it was either this or Sabotage um, by Beastie Boys. I think I was going to choose, but I went with this because I think it is it's just such an amazing sort of intro. And I was really interested when I read about it that he, he was only sort of him mucking about. It wasn't even meant to be like a plan for a song. It was just he was just playing about like trying, basically doing his exercises essentially. And the band just said that's that's wicked. You know we've got to do a song about it. No shit. But yeah, yeah. It's not. It weren't even planned to be a song. Um, Always got to be factual, Stace. Well, you know, it's good to have some some information behind Every day's a school day. Every day's a school day, Marcus. Every day's a school day. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a music nerd, mate, so I love a fact, mate. Keep love them coming. Love a factoid. Keep them coming. That's the only one I've got. You can be really disappointed for the rest of the night, I've got to be honest. You can yeah. leave now, then, No, mate. that's yeah. it, yeah. No, but I do just think it is... I don't think you'll get a better guitar intro, personally. So, I mean, I don't think it's the, it's the greatest song in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, just in terms of just an intro, I think it's, you know, it's instantly recognisable and you know what that's going to be when it comes on, yeah. you know. So, and it's a banger. And it's a banger. It's it is an absolute banger. banger. So it was either going to be that or, or Sabotage, and I just thought, I guess, because Sabotage really does make me just want to just smash it up, basically. Yeah. Um, but I thought, technically, from a music point of view, that's probably a better intro. So, just to help me get a time scale of like where you were at what time, and how old, how old are you, Mark? I'm 36. Stace? I'm 37. Okay. Yeah. Right, so. Fucking old. So when. <clears throat> Yeah, you would have been obviously very young when um, Sweet Child of Mine come out. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, Sabotage, probably what was about been? eight or nine, I think, probably. So yeah. Probably a bit, maybe even a bit younger than that, I think, yeah. Being mega old, um, <laughs> I mean, I was, I was DJing that. I was playing that, uh, you know, in, in the club Sabotage when they come out. And just to see a band that, as a kid, was doing Fight for Your Right to Party and stuff like yeah. that, and just them being my kind of my punk rock really when yeah. I was like 13 it was like we was all out robbing VW signs off the of cars and wearing a man X and, and being toe rags and, and then to see them come back with, with Sabotage and, and the Spike Jones video yeah. like everybody just wanted to wear fake moustaches and dress as 70s cops and just drive around in their cars do you know what I mean rolling <laughs> over bonnets it was like that was where it was at I mean that video is incredible and they're just for me they're the coolest fucking band that's ever walked this planet, yeah. Beastie Boys. I might oh. change my I might change my choice. Now. <laughs> Too late, <laughs> convince no, me. No. I'm not. I'm not a big Guns and Roses fan. But you, you've just met my wife, <laughs> and when I, I told them your choices, she was completely on board with with GNR. She loves them, but they're they're. I mean, don't get me wrong. When when you play Sweet Child of Mine in the club, like you say, this yeah. is about intro, not song. Yeah. And then them first few bars. The crab roars straight away because yeah, yeah. it's so instantaneous, isn't it? There you are, sweet child of mine. Um, yeah, solid, solid tune. Did you have any more other considerations, Mark, other than, than your oh. code? I think the, what we had loads. We were we so drunk, loads. and we started just playing random stuff because Mark's wife came in and said, "Have you thought about this?" And we put it on. And we were like, oh, "I forgot about that." You yeah. know, um, we we're just thinking about loads of stuff. I mean, again, we were so drunk. I, don't know, I can't remember it's what we're talking about now. To be fair. <laughs> Um, I know I changed my mind about five times um, for the That's life good of, though, mate. For the life of me, I couldn't remember <clears> what <throat> I chose before. This was actually a really interesting exercise, really, especially being as drunk as we were, because we really started digging into some yeah. old, old stuff and just really weird. So we really got, got to start thinking. It got so it. emotional. It did. It, got, it did, get, and it got, it got a bit larry at one point, and then you, yeah. you, you, you missed it. Started getting right involved, and I was yeah. like, "All right, steady on." Now. Well, know, she was one getting larry. To yeah, be fair. yeah. Well, I didn't want to say it. Um, <laughs> But no, it was really good. But anyone that knows my wife would understand that. <laughs> we do love you, Kim. Um, so how did you two boys meet? We grew up on the same street, about two doors down. Yeah. yeah. Where um, was that? In Shubiness. Shubiness. The land of the gods. <laughs> so the, for the end of the train aware, line. That's kind of 
just near south end just right around the corner from south end yeah. yeah but it is literally the end of the train line you can't go any yeah. further <laughs> in life that's that's the rule basically but um so yeah we we grew up on the same road went to um, school together went to school together we didn't actually hang out till later on in life like we were about 16 16 probably i didn't like him he was a bit of a dick Fair and and then I changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> no, we went on holiday, I think. We, like, uh, we went on a lads one. I got, I got bought in by a mutual friend of ours. I think it was a last minute replacement. And uh, the rest is, and the rest <laughs> is history, yeah, basically. Been here yeah. ever since. Yeah, they can't get rid of me. Um, yeah, and that's it, really. And now we spend most days <clears throat> together. <laughs> Literally, most days. It's, yeah. It, it's like a marriage, just without the sex. <laughs> which is sometimes like a marriage, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so, we, we, we'll talk more about... Um, Save Our Souls and, and, and Harriet, Harriet uh, come to fruition and, and stuff as we move throughout the podcast. But let's move on to track two, um, which is the first song that you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you. I'll start with you this time. Oh, no. Go on in. What are they? Was it Tracks of My Tears, I think? I, I, yeah. Yeah. So this is a bit what's up. I, I grew up, my mum always used to listen to Motown, so that was her thing anyway. But the reason why this had a bit of an impact impact for me and it's not because actually the song is gonna, probably going to sound really stupid but it was obviously heavily featured in Platoon the movie right. and I think I watched that when I was, I was too young to watch it and I just remember there, there's a scene where they're all obviously just smoking drinking it was, it, even as a young age that just I just thought that was such a sort of prominent um, you know scene yeah um, and it's just the lyrics are just ridiculously sad yeah um, but in a way there's, but the song still sounds really yeah. happy which is just such an unusual thing for me you know you, it's, it's such a, a nice melody to it but yeah the lyrics just are just the saddest thing in the world and I remember thinking that's really sad you know what yeah. I mean that's really that's really bad and then as you watch the film you know, they're going off and they're dying that sort of yeah. thing so I think the two just connected for me really that's, that's so mad right because like when I see that I wondered, because I didn't know how old you was, I was wondering, like, will he reference Platoon? Yeah. Because... Platoon was played on my in my house literally every Saturday by my older brother, literally. Yeah. It was that, Red Dawn and the Goonies. Yeah. We grew up on it, that was it. Solid films. Yeah, solid films. And Labyrinth, which I don't want to talk oh, about. I love Labyrinth. Oh, mate. No. What a film. No, no, no. <laughs> I can get very controversial about Labyrinth. <laughs> so, I mean, I remember when Platoon come out, and, and I was at school, and uh, and, and I had to um, kind of get in it. Well, it was, it was a 15, and I think I, I might yeah. have been 14, and I'd, I'd sort of go in and try and get my in. But I remember the, the, the trailer for the film has that yeah, yeah. in it. And, and I like you, my parents would be playing Motown records, and, and it was always smoky. I'd always remember Tracks of My Tears and Tears of a Clam. Mm. Um, both have that kind of upbeat melody, but yeah. heart-wrenching lyrics. Yeah. And... and Tracks of My Tears, I mean, there's there's no shortage of amazing bands on Motown, and I just think Smokey's voice, he's just... Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. I think mate. he ended up running it as well, Motown, at some point, didn't he? I think he, he, he was, had major involvement yeah. in it. With, with Another Brooklyn, fact. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it's just <laughs> school day, Mark, school day. Google is for more than porn. I told you this. You can learn, you can learn so much. <laughs> Mark, what are you going to go for? Um, mine is a very emotional song, as mm-hmm. you've probably seen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Metallica, Sad But True. Um, you wouldn't generally say that would be a, an emotive song, but I remember I remember vividly the day that I heard this that particular <coughs> song. 1992, so I was 10. And I was with my cousin Brett, and um, 
who was a Metallica fan, mm-hmm. and he, he just bought the um, Sabretooth 12-inch vinyl, and it was a Vertico one, so it had like the swirly thing on it. And I remember him playing it, and I listened to it, and that was the moment I kind of fell in love with music. And that Christmas, I got my first CD player, and I got, and I got, um, I got the album for Christmas, and I got Ride the Lightning and Justice for All, and I was obsessed with Metallica for quite some time. But I always think people always say to me, even now, like in, like a normal <clears throat> conversation, what's your favourite song ever? And I don't, never hesitate. Always Metallica, Sad but True. That's your favourite song of all time as well. Yeah, generally because of what it, you know, because it's the first song I ever loved. It made. Yeah, and that's why. And Metallica, just fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, they was. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much anymore. So, um, I, I'm interested in this because um, doing the job I do, I play Metallica records in, 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 you know, a few of the clubs that I work at and have done for many years. And what's your thoughts on some kind of monster? Oh, I like, weirdly, I kind of, I kind of liked it, mm. but I feel like I like it because I feel like I should. Because, because <laughs> it's Metallica. It's expect you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just think if it was one of my favourite bands, I don't know how I'd deal with it. Yeah. Because I mean, they come across as dicks, don't they? Not all of them. Uh, them. James does. Yes, he does. Um, but because I'm a Metallica fan, I mean, I've I bought every album they've ever made. Yeah. Um, I don't listen to anything kind of past load. What was on that? St. Anger on that? Um, no, St. Anger. St. Anger's an album on its own, isn't it? Am I wrong? Or? It, it is an album. Yeah. Wasn't that terrible, yeah. apparently? Um, it, it was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, load was... Um, had a, um, until she sleeps on it. Right, it's where they kind of changed their yeah. their look. And I, I remember again the first time I see that on Headbangers Ball yeah. on MTV. So excited! Like, I'm going to see the new Metallica, hear the new Metallica song in the video. I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" They cut their hair off and they got makeup on. What's <laughs> happened? <laughs> um, um, but I did learn to love that album, and I still do love it. But anything prior, anything after that, um, I've got it. I own it. I don't listen to it. Do you, do you, that's weird. I mean, do you think you didn't like it just because they cut their hair and you were like, oh. No, it was a total different sound. And, you know, I was so used to Metallica, kind of long hair, head banging, yeah. um, big guitar solos. Yeah. And then there was no guitar solos. They kind of got no hair. And You are focused and, on the hair. And, well, I mean, because I haven't got it. Yeah, I was say, because you haven't got hair. That's why, you're, <laughs> why are you shaving it off? And Kurt Hemlet had, had, like, blusher on. Yeah, it's never so right. it was, yeah. But old school Metallica. And I'll go back to something that you said um, a little while back, Mark, which was um, you stayed up late to watch the Headbangers Ball to watch that video. Yeah. Now, how exciting was things like that? And oh. like, and and whereas now, if I said, "Have you heard the new Metallica record?" within Five seconds, you'll have your phone in your I'll hand. Five, either yeah. watching the video, watching 500 different live versions that people have recorded whilst not actually watching a concert. I actually hate um, that. And I hate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or it'd be on every streaming service. And and there was just something exciting, wasn't there, that you're going to get the exclusive oh, yeah. sneak. But Thursday nights, I think it was. Thursday yeah. nights, Headbangers, Ball, MTV. 
and it was brilliant. There's so many bands I found on there that yeah. I'd never heard before. Yeah. Uh, Corrosion of Conformity was one of them. I remember yeah. hearing um, Heal My Wounds. Yeah. Um, and again, oh my God, I love this band. Yeah, yeah. Um, Annihilator, I heard on there. Loads. Yeah. That was that was generally how you found yeah. new music because mm. like you you wouldn't hear metal on the radio. Yeah. So Headbangers Ball was your only kind of place to to find out yeah. what's new. You know what, what's good to listen to. Yeah. Um, now, I just ask my nephews. <laughs> <laughs> you got a clothes label. You got to be yeah. down with the kids, mate. Yeah. Oh, my mate. nephew sends me links to all his bands. You got to listen to these, Uncle Mark. But you used like, to do that to me. Uncle, for you used God's to do sake. that. You used to you used to send me something. You got to listen to this. So basically, it's just you know, the torches being passed. Well, I yeah. Well, I try to help me impart some knowledge onto you, but you don't appreciate it. I don't like the screaming bits. That's, that's the truth. Hey, I don't... did like Counterbats. Yeah, that was awesome. Though. That was awesome. That was, <laughs> that awesome. was a good track. That was a good man. track. Yeah, the screaming bits. I mean, each their own, man. It just doesn't really... If I can't understand what they're saying, I'm like, I've got no interest. <laughs> hey, different strokes, different folks. Exactly. Right? That's what makes it exciting, right? Mm, exactly. Track three, gents. So this is the one that you both chose the same song. And so this is the song that reminds you of school. So... Um, well, you, you weren't pals at this point at school. No, we were, yeah, we we were friends. I mean, we, did, we didn't, like, hang out every day, you know, basically. We, we knew each other, you know. We were kind of... It was kind of in the same... We were in the same kind of crowd. Yeah, and stuff, yeah. You know. But we weren't bonded as much as we no. are now, I guess, yeah. But, yeah, definitely <laughs> still drinking 2020 together, probably over the park on, you know, all that you shouldn't do and white lightning and stuff. Kiwi in line. Kiwi in line. It's always the way. <laughs> Kiwi in line. I've done a reunion event <clears throat> about five years ago and someone from... Um, MD 50, uh, 2020 got in touch because that was the drink that everyone <clears throat> would be drinking in the 90s in, in this certain club so I said right I'll buy a box and because uh, everyone that was coming to this dude was going to be probably 40 plus and uh, I thought right I'll take them back down memory lane Oh my fucking life! Was it terrible? I can imagine it's awful. I can imagine it's I bought, absolutely I bought awful. I bought a bottle a couple of years ago for a, a party, just for a laugh, and I was like, oh, I couldn't wait to have some. It was fucking. I can imagine it's awful. It's what did you drink it? What did, did you drink it straight? Drink it out, did we just drink it straight, straight out of the bottle? Well, I know we, I know we did because obviously we're we're heathens. But you meant to mix it with something? No, it's fortified oh. wine. You drink it as is. This is yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's for fine dining. <laughs> It was no. one of the ones that we'd be drinking, like literally lukewarm, straight yeah. off the shelf in the park before yeah. we went to a club. It's not, it's not a aperitif. But you had that, and then you had. Remember, what was it all the the hooch and two dogs come out in the little cans? Remember, we used to get off our neck on them. Or about three, and we thought we were amazing. Um, like hooch is doing a massive campaign now. Really? Um, yeah, I, um, they're doing a massive um, sort of push now because, and, and all their marketing is around is around the nineties, um, and they're they're. In, in our club, in, in, uh, the, in the pink toothbrush, when you see the, um, the, the the sort of Coke machines that you see in gyms where you put the money in and you hear the cam rattle down and come out, we had a hooch machine in the club <laughs> where you'd go and put two quid in, hit the button, and like these little cans of hooch come out. But yeah, that was the, that was the kind of the first real Alka Pop as well. Yeah. yeah. After the only that. place you can still go, I know, Brixham Academy have always sold it. Mm. It's the only place I know you go and I, whenever I go I always have to have a hooch. Is it good though or is it revolting? No, it's alright. Really? I mean, by then I'm always, I'm, I'm done to be yeah. fair. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it tastes good. <laughs> so, the song you've chosen, gents, 
What was it? I think you go announce it stage. Well, I'm reading. I can't remember. Oh, Champagne Supernova. Yeah, which pretty people might be groaning at when they listen. But um, when that come, that come out, what in '94? So we were. Oh, I don't know. We no. were, so we were twelve. We just was, we just it was the whole kind of blur. Like, yeah, blur that would have been '95. Kind of okay. Yeah. Um, and obviously we were Oasis. We were Oasis, definitely. Even though, obviously, you know. But yeah. Northern. Um, but no, I, I just remember vividly just sitting around our friends' houses again, just drinking really, really poor alcohol, and that album was just on repeat. There's definitely a theme, yeah, going on here. <laughs> yeah, you might learn something about save our souls. We are drunk quite a lot. Um, save our souls for Christ's sake. Yeah. yeah, just yeah, just buy our stuff, feed our, feed our gin habit. But I just remember, yeah, just listening to that just over and over, and I think because it's, it's obviously. It's the longest, I think, the longest song on the album. You just hit repeat and just carry on drinking and carry on singing it. And uh, so the album finishes with Champagne Supernova, doesn't it? Am I right? Yeah, I think. Isn't it? Is it I can't remember if there's an outro. I, 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 I can yeah. tell you. Yeah. But all I know is now, even when we're out now, like when all the lads are out and it comes on, everyone forms a circle and sings it as loud as they possibly can. Um, that and don't look back in anger. That and don't look that back in anger. You can't foul to just get a load of men touching each other, <laughs> basically. <laughs> it's like. They're, they're, I know they've, be, they've, they've been adopted as them kind of wedding in a circle sing-along songs. <laughs> yeah. But that's there's a reason for that, and that's because they're great records. And, and I think it's a, a really difficult thing to to be able to... Uh, uh, and my, my issue with Gallagher is he took an underground scene and he made he took it to the football terraces and he he made it mainstream hmm. uh, and as you know and it was a very exciting time 1995 and and to you know when I hear them songs now they, they take me back there but and it's quite weird but I think with the recent stuff that Liam Gallagher's gone back out on the road and has put new music out Kids are asking me for Oasis in the clubs. I again, think his new yeah. album's amazing. Yeah. I was new really surprised. Really I mean, no stuff. I've, I, I haven't got any interest in at all. Mm. It's a bit. That's just weird. It's just mm. all like keyboard weird stuff. And but Liam's album, I think, is amazing. Mm. But I mean, I've listened to it's all of them. Yeah, well, that's probably it. yeah. It didn't <laughs> yeah. But I, I go back and listen to Oasis stuff like every other few months, and it, some of it hasn't aged very well. Mm. But the definitely maybe album is you know you can't touch it. I think it is a classic. Mm. Morning Glory, great. After that, it all kind of got a bit strange. Um, I think cocaine got involved. That, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that will put a damper on yeah. things, yeah. yeah. Um, but then even, you, you know, you go forward a few albums. And, I mean, that, that third album, Be Here Now, I'm, I'm not a fan of a lot of the stuff. I really there. liked it. Did you? Because they, they basically disowned it. They hate it. And I, yeah. I think it's got some great tracks on it. I was having this discussion with my mate the other day, and he, he's sticking up for it. He, it didn't cut it for me. But I think there were some singles on later albums, stuff like... Um, Lila um, it's a great great track great single um, Little by Little Little by Little Stop Crying Your Heart Out yeah which great is obviously songs. when we get knocked out of football that's always played <laughs> um, it's not an England defeat without Stop Crying no. Your Heart Out um, but yeah but that, I mean just going back to that track like that is that is the one really yeah um, but yeah, I think that's why we chose that. We just decided that. We, I think we said it pretty much instantly, both of us. It was I that or Don't Look Back in Anger. That I was think it. a lot of people of our, of our era... Um, our era. W- We've got an era. <laughs> um, would would pick a, an Oasis song or yeah. a Blur song, because at the, the time, they, them two bands were were what everyone was talking about. Sure. Um, so everyone's going to have a memory of yeah. that. And straight away what's interesting as well when you when you when you look at that you you, we look back now and and obviously other people will look back now as blur and hear blur and oasis and just think they were alternative music and it was indie music 
but in 1995, they were pop stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that was it. Was number one. It yeah. was the the biggest thing probably alongside the Spice Girls in 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 popular music. Spice Girls. Should have picked the Spice Girls. Oh, no. you missed the trick there. <laughs> so, where where did you both go to school? Shoebury. Shoebury. Okay. See a um, theme here. And so. <laughs> School for yous. Um, Shocking, horrible, hated it every minute of it. That's what you want to know. <laughs> right, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Why? I just, I, I personally just, I, I think I might have what they call now like attention deficit disorder. I just couldn't, I couldn't get involved in it. Couldn't what do you mean? Like focus? Or? But yeah, focus. And I, I, mean, I was horrible little shit. Let's be honest. I really was, and I, I was, yeah, just no interest, no interest. I mean, you you tried, bless you, didn't you? I wasn't um, the biggest of fans. No, um, but a good friends, you know. Yeah. Friends is what makes school. Yeah. And, so um, that's good. That yeah. that takes me on to where I was going to go with this. So was there like a a connection with people at school? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like all the friends that I grew our up same with group. Are, yeah, it's still the same nine still, now, isn't it? We still yeah. knock around now. Yeah. Still go out on on on, on, on your holidays. Yeah. And, um, out for beers and stuff. So I have the same friends now as I had then. Yeah. And a few more, obviously, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> but oh. it's quite, yeah, I mean, it's quite fun. We always say, because um, our friend Stu, who lives in Dubai now, we see him more regularly than some of our friends who live two two doors down the road. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. the way it works. I mean, but you, when we, it's, we're lucky. I think everyone's got those sort of friends. We agree when you see each other, it's like, you know, there hasn't been a time gap. There sure. hasn't been any of that sort of distance. You know, it's yeah. nice. Hello. I've interrupted the podcast again, haven't I? Sorry, it won't take a sec. All I want to say is, the songs that we're talking about in this podcast, if we can't play them, it's just because of the regulations regarding playing licensed music and such. So if you want to hear the songs, just go over to Spotify and search Off The Beat and Track Podcast and you can listen to all the songs because I've put playlists up for each of these. If you can't find it on there, I'll send links on all the social media accompanying each episode. So you've just got to press that one button and you can go through and you can enjoy all the songs that our guest picks. Anyway, I'll shut up, get back to the podcast. See you on the other side. And so at school, you know. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is obviously much, much more before the concept of or correct me if I'm on the concept of like a clothes label and that would probably manifest like what was what was on the agenda what what was being encouraged at school and what was you sort of planning on doing oh, that's, the, well, that's the issue I didn't have a plan I nah. didn't uh, I left school wanted to make some money and I just uh, somehow ended up in London mm. um, and then I would never ask me two years ago would I would I be doing this now? I you know I would never have dreamt of it. Mm. Um, it was basically Stace kind of approached me about it. Um, we have similar interests. I love art. I love tattoos. I'm a massive music fan. Um, and as a larger gentleman, I do find <laughs> it hard to get a decent clubber. Sure. <laughs> so, so let's make our so own. So let's make our own. Mm. Um, you know the stuff that was really cool, stuff that was affordable for everyone, stuff that I would buy if like if it yeah. wasn't if it wasn't already mine, I couldn't get mm. it for free. Yeah, um, I would actually buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's you know that's what we've done, I suppose. But it was it was kind of evolved from Stacey, to be fair, so he, he can take the credit for. I will. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it is. It was all me. Yeah. So well, let's let's talk about it while we're at this point. Then. So so you you had an idea. Uh, yeah. Well, we both. So we were both working in London, sorry. We were both working in London for pretty much all our lives, and we both, unlucky or luckily, however you look at it, lost our jobs at the same time. And it may be vulgar to say, but we both done all right out of it financially. Um, but then we kind of sat around on our bums for about a year. Um, or two. Or two. <laughs> um, and I, I, was, I was kind of doing a thing... In terms of clothing, but it was it was more focused. My my other main passions, I'm a massive nerd, is like video game and, fi- and film. So I was doing something like that, and it was it was doing alright, but it wasn't. It was I could tell it wasn't going to go to the next level we needed to. And me and him just was just we just spent a fortune on clothes, t-shirts, all we spend our money on and rum, basically. Yes. <laughs> so we could either start a rum distillery, or you know if it's the, or whatever, or, or start a clothing line. I just said, look, I think. Basically, you know, he, we both know a lot of artists, a lot of tattoos. Like I said, we've got mutual interests. Um, he's good with numbers, apparently. Um, and <laughs> I'm more good at writing stuff and, and talking a lot of crap on the internet. So I was like, look, let's just do this and see what happens. And it was kind of like, let's just see what happens, really. And, um, How long ago was this? It was November 2017, we actually talked about it, wasn't it? And then we we, we got going pretty quickly. Yeah, like, we, which is surprising. We, we thought we'd sit there for six months going, should we still do this? And we, we literally registered the company and then it was all systems go. Yeah. We agreed we were going to do it in October of 2017. Um, and we launched April 2018. The last day of April, weren't it? Because um, yeah. I remember we weren't meant to launch it the following week. We got, again, a theme, we got drunk and, and pressed live. <laughs> yeah, definitely a theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah. So we, we turned it around pretty quickly. We started very small. We had like we we worked with some um, local artists at the Good Ship Thirteen Tattoo Parlour in Hadley. Um, the guys there have tattooed us both numerous times. So we got them on board real quickly to do some designs for us. Uh, so we launched with like eight designs, I think. Yeah, eight, way, eight, ten. way more than we should have done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then like 
And we just thought, let's see how it goes. And the first, like, I remember the first, like, two days, we were like, oh, my God, we're going to be millionaires because all our mates were buying it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, we had a, it was hard. It's been hard. It's only really been the last uh, recent, in recent times, recent months, um, where you can see some real growth and actually you know yeah. there's really something in this. Mm. Um, and we get such great feedback from people. So... From what essentially turned started out to be, let's give it a go. Maybe maybe it'll be a good hobby. Yeah, we was like, that was that the mindset? Well, yeah, initially. it was kind of a, well, we wanted it obviously to really work. That was the goal because neither of us wanted to go back to London or or just to go back to basically selling stuff. We're both salesmen, so it's like you know we don't really want to sell for other people. But worst case scenario, if fuck the man, fuck man, <laughs> if it's worth, let's be the man. Let's get the money in our pockets. Um, but yeah, worst case scenario, it would just be a nice sideline, you know, like a secondary income. Yeah. Um, that was kind of worst case scenario. Worst case scenario is obviously we go bankrupt and our wives leave us. Um, but, um, yeah, so that's what we thought, and luckily it hasn't gone that way. So it's all good. Fair. We worked, so we you know we put everything back into yeah. it. You know, we are on our ass. We haven't got to pot the piss in because <laughs> um, we put everything back into it to try and to try and make it something. Um, and it's, I know, in my opinion, it's, it's been well worth it. Yeah, you man. know, we we've getting a really good audience now. People are loving what we're doing, um, and you know, it's exciting. You know, mm. that's why you know, sitting here talking to you guys is you know is brilliant. Like yeah. we didn't think we'd get another thing before we wouldn't be doing this. That's yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, yes. So, getting ready to sort of set it up, like what kind of prep was there? Was you, did you literally speak to other clothing brands, or did you just think? Fuck it, let's just... No, not really. I mean, we kind of... I, I kind of had an idea based on what I was doing before about what could work and what we needed to do. Um, and then just... But yeah, it was, it was a lot of rum drinking, again, another theme, and just basically deciding on what we thought would work, what stuff we'd bought previously that we'd like yeah. to... You know, the yeah. style of clothing. And then it was kind of researching the clothing that we were going to use. We were very picky about that. That was the main thing, really. Yeah. Because you know, we got... We knew the artists. We knew we had some banging designs... It was the, the, the most important thing was right. What was the, the garment itself? Making sure that it was the best quality we could possibly find. You know, fair trades. You know, all of that. So, it, um, and I would, I would challenge anyone to find an independent brand that's got a better quality clothing than we have. You've won awards, right? You, we got put up for the. Um... Where we were, we were mentioning on, in Cosmopolitan as one right, of the yeah. best new sustainable clothing brands. Um, yeah. Alongside, it was it's Stella McCartney. It was loads of. It was another. I forget the name. But there's like a Japanese training company who are absolutely amazing. Yeah. And sort of like to be met. It was five in total, and it was us at the top, and it was like that's that's pretty cool. That was pretty mate. Out yeah. There. What an accolade. Yeah, yeah. And we've never really promoted that to be honest. We kind of we really sort of shy about it. We don't want to yeah. say oh, we we got mentioned in this, you know, and, just no, I, and that was it, you know. So I think in this day and age, that's, that's it's so important. Yeah. And, yeah. When when obviously I've done um, the the advert for yous, like, and, I, and you, you know, I said, can you send me over some you know, backstory on what you've done? That's the first thing that jumped out. Of me, yeah. You know? It was like. Having that conscience alongside having a cool brand. Yeah, uh, yeah. it was it was nice. I mean, it was it was important to say because you know as Mark said, it's everything's part of. Uh, it's actually part of the fairwear, like basically the clothing 
we use as all part of the fairware organization they make sure that all manufacturing staff get a, yeah. a fair wage that sort of stuff and the inks we use are all vegan uh, environmentally friendly non-animal tests all that sort of stuff so their class is vegan friendly which you know is is very important nowadays as well um so yes yeah, so it's important we had one good designs two great quality items for free they you know we weren't just making it on sweatshop stuff you know yeah. which which some brands do um so yeah that's that was the main things for us and so how, how often do you put a new do you put collections out or do you just update what you've got <clears> or we, how does it work we generally try and do a full collection maybe every quarter but we we get over excited so we like we get new designs we go i can't wait let's yeah, drop it now um or we put like a little teaser up on on social media and then everyone raves about it we're like oh Fuck it, just, just drop it. Just let, it let them have it. Let them have it. <laughs> but yeah, I think a new collection probably every quarter. And they, we try to have a, a theme around it, like mm. the cigarettes and alcohol one. And then there's the Hanson Devils Club, and they will try and follow a sort of theme. And a, you know, a, a, we we try and relate everything back to either music or film film as well with the titles of them, yeah. and you know what they're what they're inspired by. Some people get it. Some people would probably think we're very weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, or a bit of both. Um, so yeah, but I think it's a move away. We do some. We do some kind of traditional tattoo style stuff, but a lot of our stuff is is kind of pop art. It's not all tattoo inspired, essentially. So I think that's there's something for everyone. You haven't got to be yeah. You haven't got to be tattooed to wear what our clothing. You know. Well, that was the funny that someone said that to us. I really want to buy one of your shirts, but I haven't got any tattoos. And I thought that was the strangest comment I've ever heard. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's, just, it's like okay. I was like, you can still wear it. You know, no one's going to tell you to take it off. Yeah, but, but it's easy to get pigeonholed, I suppose, because a lot yeah. of our models do have tattoos and yeah. stuff. So you do generally because well, we do say we're a tattoo artist by a brand as well. So that might be yeah. what's put tattoo yeah. art music inspired brand. Yeah, we music. are. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you have to have a tattoo. But tattoo to wear art it. is. Is art? Is art? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that was. I think that's that's what we. I've, you can tattoo we, anything. Now, yeah, you know, I mean. try to sort of push that. Is it? It's more art and life inspired rather than yeah. just being tattooed. Basically, um, I think that's something the message we need to get across a bit more. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> but you're you're at the real exciting point where you know you what a, a year in now, pretty much. Not, not ten months in it. Well, well the official launch would be in April for a year of trading, wouldn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. April will be a year of yeah. trading. So nine months, fucking yeah. exciting, man. Like, all yeah. to come. Don't really oh, have time really. to be excited, though, to We've be fair. On, I mean, <laughs> like, obviously, you have, you know, you have your ups and downs and stuff, and you have, like, bad days, and you're like, oh, fuck, man, it's not working. And then the next day, it's awesome, and then you're like, oh, fuck, it's brilliant. It's brilliant, it's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. But when you actually stop and think about it and think, actually, what we've done in, you know, in nine eight, months, in eight, nine. nine months, yeah. It's been pretty great, yeah. You know, there's there's thousands of people out there, <laughs> thousands of wearing our stuff, wearing our wearing our stuff, yeah. And like when you see someone out yeah. that you don't know, well, you, you know, know, it's not your mate wearing one. You're yeah. like, you know, that's yeah. pretty crazy. Did you go up and say something? I have done once. Yeah, I have done. Yeah. One. Well, you saw that girl when you were driving over the hill and she be wearing one, didn't you? Sort of like I was going to, I was going be- to stop. beep, but I thought that'd be a bit pervy and weird. I was like, no, yeah, definitely don't do that. But yeah. the, I think the first the first one I ever saw, I took my my nephew to a video games thing in London. It was like the vintage arcade things yeah. and a guy I was I queued up for 10 minutes playing paper boys remember the, the proper paper boy yeah <laughs> I queued up for that right and a guy walked past me wearing one of my shirts and I was like freaking out I was like I've got to talk to him but I've queued for 10 minutes to play paper boy mm. so I didn't I didn't leave yeah. and I texted him saying I've seen someone wearing my shirts he went yeah. go take a photo of him and I was like it's a bit weird isn't it yeah um but yeah I did and I was like mate can I take a picture of your back and he's like odd um but he did, I explained he was like, oh yeah cool yeah thinking Bit of a weirdo. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, yeah, it's a bit odd. No, this isn't grinder. Um, You know, but basically, yeah, that was the first time I've ever seen. I think I've I've only seen about another two or three people now. You went to a gig 
uh, the I other s- week and about four people were I anyway, see or? I see um a few actually I see someone um the bullet bullet for my Valentine uh, Ali Pally. Um there's a guy in my my nephew come I was with my nephew um and he came running out of the pit. Going, I'm like, there's a guy in there with your t-shirt on. I was like, shit, I'm going in. <laughs> um, and I did see him, but by the time I got over to him, I was like bundled and stuff. So I thought this is not probably not the best time to ask him to have a picture. <laughs> um, Brilliant. And uh, I went to Canterbats. Um, What's one the other day though? Uh, the, cliffs. Um, the cliffs. Hmm. The other last thing, last week, I forget. Um, and uh, I see I was in the Alex first there's a girl in there wearing one of our t-shirts I went to the gig there was two people wearing our stuff so yeah it's like it's really exciting when you see people wearing it it's brilliant Um, that's that's amazing hopefully uh, and obviously we get loads of all the customers we do like a hashtag wearing SOS so a lot of people send pictures in which is really cool it's good to see people wearing it that's that's the weirdest thing for me I know it sounds strange it still amazes me people buy stuff from us, mm. uh, so that's is really odd. We're trying to make it, but it, it freaks me out. And then actually take pictures and like send it because yeah. they really like it. I, just, I find that amazing. Yeah. It, it, I can't actually get my head around it still that people actually just, just uh, want to share it. You know, it, it, I was having this conversation today. I was, I was recording the podcast earlier, and 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 my phone bleeped, and I I, I sold a off the beaten track t shirt, and and I just thought I've not advertised them for ages. Yeah, it's mental, and I just it? thought someone has just thought. I'm gonna go on that website and I'm gonna buy that T-shirt today. And it sounds, do, do you know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a bit odd that you think how the universe works. Well, you know, I've just got this thing that I haven't really shouted about for a while, like my T-shirts, and someone's just gone on there and just, well, I'm gonna buy off the beaten track T-shirt. Maybe they were heading over to buy one of yours and, and got <laughs> lost on the got way. Lost on the way. <laughs> the wrong link. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take that money off you later then. <laughs> they probably thought, oh, that, this brand hasn't got much twist. I've <laughs> <laughs> only got one T-shirt. <laughs> oh, brilliant. All right, well, look, let's, let's get back to um, the tracks and then we'll pick up on what, what's to come for, for, um, yeah. for SOS as we, as we, as we uh, bring the podcast to a, a close. So for track four, it's the first record that you remember buying. And... Uh, We'll start with you, Mark, on that one, mate. Well, I've done this by what I remember buying with my own money. Yeah, you know, that, that's that's kind yeah, of what yeah. we want from. Yeah, because otherwise it'll be um, Smash Hits 1991 double tape, or or, <laughs> or do the Bartman as we established the other night. Or that was my brother's. On pictures. Yeah, I've still got them. Yeah. Um, or it'd be my, my sister's mixtape called Sarah's Sausages. Which would have composed of Motown, Spirit Destiny, and uh, Pink Floyd. Right. <laughs> um, it's not a bad tape, though, to not be fair. Bad, no. yeah. But my first ever, it was an album, first ever album I ever bought um, was um, Pantera Cowboys from Hell. Right. Um, again, derived from my cousin, Brett, who I kind of got my musical influence from. Mm. Um, so when you, Metallica first, and then I was like, what else can I listen to? And he gave me Pantera, and I went straight out and bought that. How old was you? I would have been by then eleven. I mean, that's some heavy shit for an eleven-year-old, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mum my, my was really pleased about it. I bet she was. <laughs> that weren't on Sarah's no, sausages, was it? It wasn't on Sarah's sausages. No. <laughs> was that CD though, or tape, or what was it? No, because I I just got me oh, CD, CD player, player for Christmas. Would oh. you not listen to the podcast? I weren't sure the timeline connected. <laughs> Sorry. No, but by then, um, soon after that, when I was thirteen, I started working at Fives Records um, in Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
my CD collection, vinyl collection kind of went up rapidly. Yeah. Um, to the point where I remember when I left, when I was 18. Um, Fife Records was a, 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 and still is an independent record shop in, it is, in, yeah, in a small a, seaside town near South End, isn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm. It's, it's one of the few places you can go, yeah. um, especially on an independent level yeah. around here anyway. Um, and I worked there for most of my teens. And when I left, I said to Pete, um, at the time, so right, because I had a full time, I had a full time job then. So I was working there Saturdays as well. I was like, I've had enough of this. Like, I'm getting pissed on a Friday now. Um, <laughs> I can't, can't, I can't come in on a Saturday. And I went. And he said, okay. I said, so this week, this will be my last week. And he went, um, I think you've got to pay off your seven hundred pound tab first. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I had to work a little longer <laughs> to make it off. It's worth it though, right? It was worth it, every penny. Yeah, oh, Amazing. So, I mean, I, I guess that's a natural progression if you're you're finding something heavy to go from Metallica into, into stuff like Pantera. Yeah, but I mean, I, I listened to all sorts of like from there. Then it was kind of more Nirvana, Soundgarden, grunge yeah. music. And then when I started working at Fives, because... It just, it was all everything. Like, mm. um, we spoke before about Snowboy you had on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I used to see him coming in. We used to play yeah. his stuff in there. We used to play a lot of Latin music, a lot of blues in there. Yeah. Um, so, really weird. But I remember a band, like, I talk about it now when I see Pete, my uncle. We're like, oh, do you remember that? that there's an album called Largo. It was like a world music. And it was amazing. I can't find it anywhere. And um, a band called Johnson, it was like some old boxer dude, some young girl. And it's just these random albums that I remember, but I don't really ever done anything. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, but what what an incredible environment to work in. A, you know, a young, in your I guess your formative years of getting into buying music. Yeah. To work in an independent record shop and get how many people are getting exposed to Latin music and and world music? Uh, you know, as much as they are indie music and rock music and and, and metal and stuff. That's that's good, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would never have listened to it. I wouldn't have given it a chance yeah. had I not worked there. Yeah. Um, I didn't have much choice because uh, I, 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 I couldn't choose what, the, what went on. Otherwise, yeah. it would just be Metallica all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't got any uh, Peruvian Peruvian flute music or anything like that in your, in your catalogue, have you? I mean, I do love a bit of jazz flute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but if you, if you did have a flip through my CD collection, vinyl collection... I've seen it. Would, you, it said, you said when you die, I get it. You, you've no. actually said that. You said that. It's been buried there. with me, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what did you go for, Stace? Well, I couldn't actually remember. It was a choice, again, between about three albums. And I think the first one, if you're saying, yeah, for your own money, it was actually uh, Straight Out Compton, NWA. The album? Yeah, the album, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, as Mark says, our music tastes are quite different. Still a banging uh, album. It's a banging album. album. You, can't, you can't knock it. I mean, people did knock it quite a bit when it came out, <laughs> including like the FBI and stuff. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. But, um, yeah, no, I, remember, I remember, because um, that's, that's why I asked if it was on CD or tape, because I remember my mum and, and dad had one of those. Do you remember those massive, like, silvery separate systems? Yeah, man. So I remember getting it, but I got it on tape. 
right? Because my mum, like my family, were like, "What is this shit?" Basically, so I remember going down early in the morning and putting it in, thinking the volume was down low, and I remember it just fucking going mental. Yeah, I didn't know how to turn it down properly. So I had, to, I had to explain a few things that day. Um, Waking the family up. Oh, yeah, 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 basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't remember the first track, but it basically just come on. It was, yeah. it was on tape, and I was like, shit, how did you turn it all that? I didn't know what was going on. But I was probably about the same age, like 11, been, yeah. 11, 12. But, I mean, even now, I still think that album is absolute. Man. You can't, I mean, in terms of, you know, how like, I think hip-hop's gone through, like, maybe four cycles or changes, yeah. basically, in terms of style, main ones. And I think that was obviously, you know, one of the main ones. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think it's had a massive cultural impact as well as just being a good album. So, oh, mate, so, without yeah. a shadow yeah. of a doubt. The film's dog shit, mm. but we're gonna, we can talk about it another time. So, don't talk about film with Stace. <laughs> right? You will never find a film that he likes. I love well, all films, but I just, just the worst critic ever. I hate, I hate <laughs> like factual and continuity errors in films. It really, really grates on me. It just really gets on my nerves. Um, He's just a miserable fuck. Oh, essentially. Right. Steady on. <laughs> you, have you watched the? Have you been watching the Hip Hop Evolution? Um, I've got it on my watch list. Mate. Yeah, I watched. I think I watched the first two. I think. Yeah. I rinsed them all at the weekend, yeah. and incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. And obviously, when they touch on. On, on, on NWA and I mean personally I, I remember going to Gravesend I got a, a, a DJ friend of mine and uh, and he was he was a DMC champ a scratch champ nice and he's from he's from Graves where we are now and uh, then went on to are you a big hip hop fan? yeah 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 then went on to produce the Chaos album for Adam F with Buster Rhymes nice. and Little Cool J and all of that but um, we went to Gravesend we got the ferry from Tilbury Town over into Gravesend to go to this record shop and we come back and he bought two copies of it because he was a DJ <laughs> and it was a 12 Australia Compton and obviously by then we all owned like a public enemy record yeah. and, and, it, and you know and, and LL Cool J and stuff like that and we obviously thought this was we thought public enemy was the hardest sounding hip hop we was ever yeah. going to hear and then I just remember him putting on Australia Compton and as soon as you hear them horns yeah. straight out bang, yeah. I was like Fuck! What is this? <laughs> yeah, like it was like the hardest sand, and like by then I was listening to rock music, yeah. and and for me, I was like, this is heavier and harder and more, and yeah, yeah, Philly beats, mate. More um, controversial. Yeah, like absolutely. I think blew I think me away. yeah. I think when you're a kid, that's kind of that's the obvious thing. You're listening, thinking I probably shouldn't be listening to yeah. this, you know, because obviously there's yeah. lots of swearing and you know it's it's bad. It's yeah. naughty. It's naughty, <laughs> and it's yeah, you shouldn't be doing it. But I think that kind of that grew my love of hip hop, and you yeah. know, just the kind of the lyrics about. It. I mean, we're talking when you're going on about um, working in record shop and buying CDs, and this is this is one of the things that bugs me about sort of the modern music is because no one actually buys an album or CD, and you don't actually look through and see who produced an album or who produced a track yeah. and that's one of the things I used to love again I'm a bit nerdy I used to look through and see what, who produced that who produced yeah. that and, you're in good company and right? then you'd actually go and find other tracks they produced yeah. and then you'd learn more and I don't think people do that now because you literally go on Spotify download an album probably by some idiot like Drake do you do, then, do you download an album or do you just cherry pick the tracks now yeah so I, don't, I mean I, I, I've, I don't think I've ever downloaded an album mm. legally 
Um, <laughs> got a very extensive wow. collection yeah, illegally yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. no but I mean I'm, I, but to be fair I mean, if, if I have downloaded something I shouldn't know, and I like it I'll go and buy it that's the whole point you know but yeah I know I shouldn't do it no. don't do it kids it's naughty um, but it's like you know people just go on Spotify and say I'll listen to that you yeah. know which they may do with this podcast Yeah, um, they might listen to them all <laughs> should do the good um, but yeah I think that's what's missing now especially you know since everything's digital people don't actually learn they, they stop exploring basically that's what I think. That's a good thing. I, when I uh, you go and buy, it's because kind of called a bit of a waste of money at times. You spend so much money in HMV, mm. and I go in there and like paydays exciting. I'm gonna go and drop all my money in HMV. All forty quid of it, and then yeah, all forty <laughs> quid of it. Um, and then I go and put these albums on, and half the time, like I bought them because I knew one song of them was one yeah. song was banging. And then you're like, oh man, just put a tenner on that, and it's the only good song on it. It's absolute dog shit. <laughs> but, but then, but then, this, I mean, I love an album, and there's so many of them where I just click play yeah. when that's it. So even like the out the cover art, like looking inside, because you yeah. always have most albums you should have like the pull out, you know, the inlay thing. Yeah. And you, you don't get any of that any, yeah. anymore. This, we're sounding really old. We don't get them like that anymore. No, no, but you would get pictured if you get gatefold albums. Yeah. That, you know, they, they, yeah. they, they, make no mistake. As as a as a lover of you know, obviously looking at your design, you, you, you are interested in art and design, mm. and that's lost on the MP3, right? Yeah, um, You know, there's, I mean, I've discussed this on so many episodes, like how people listen to music now, mm. and, and you know, and obviously with most people I've spoken to, they're of my generation or there or thereabouts, and there is a fondness for vinyl and that, that, that fondness of looking back to CDs and having something tangible. Yeah. Um, but I do think it, it does balance out. There's pros and cons. You know, it, it, it does make it easier for for bands to get their music out there. Like you know, up and coming bands to get their music global. Yeah. But you know, by, by I mean, you can't knock it. I mean, yeah, the YouTube, Spotify route. You yeah. know, you can't knock that at all. There, wouldn't, there wouldn't be a lot of artists now if it wasn't. For yeah. Me. I mean, yeah. I, I hate to reference him. Yeah. But Ed Sheeran wouldn't wouldn't be famous mm. if if it wasn't for YouTube. Yeah. yeah. And Justin Bieber. Oh, that, that, that would have been great, wouldn't it? We'd have no Ed Sheeran. We'd have no Justin Bieber. Shit, lose the internet. I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't got anything majorly against Ed Sheeran. It's not his fault that the industry has changed and it, he's, he's, his songs taken advantage. I think, didn't he have like four songs in the top five at one point? It was something ridiculous. But that's not his fault. That's just... just well, I, think, I don't think that was a bad thing. No, it wasn't bad him. him, no. <laughs> but, I, mean, I don't think he makes terrible music. I just think the way, it's the, way the industry is now. But it shouldn't be right that, you know... I think has... the industry looks looks at something now and if something has mass appeal like Ed Sheeran has... Mm then they're going to wring every single penny out of it. Yeah. Because there is, a, apart from Dua Lipa, Adele, uh, Ed Sheeran, like, there's not that many mega stars that are selling the units that they're selling. There's no the rock stars anymore, is there? Do you know, in a way, there's no kind of like, in a way, and I, I, I waste this word, the last big rock band. And I think that changed because of the internet, because people, were on, they now consume music differently. You yeah. say before you used to have to wait for an album to come out and then you go and buy it. And, and I just you know, mentioned the uh, Foo Fighters. That's a good shout. <laughs> yeah. but, even, but even that's different. The way they they release music the same way. They just yeah, drop it electronically. No, but yeah, you're Big right. Big rock yeah. band. Big rock band. I, no. I think if, you know, I, I don't think the Foo's have made a good album since Colour and Shape, but... Agreed. I do think they've, they've put some good singles out. And yeah. I think if you want to go and have a balls out rock and roll concert, you ain't going to get a lot better than the no. Foo Fighters. No. 
Like they play for like three hours or something ridiculous. Yeah. Like yeah. Have you you seen them? Right, right? Yeah, but you might just go and see the Foo Fighters. They're just as good. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Foo Fighters slammed. Fuck yeah. that. Go yeah. to Chinnery's in South yeah. and see the Foo Fighters. And they will be playing soon because they do play a lot in Chinnery's, which is yeah. great. They do. Yeah. They do. Um, featuring my old drummer from my band. Oh. Um, okay, so track five. The song that soundtracked your clubbing years. So, looking at your choices, you've both gone kind of commercial, kind yeah. of clubbing. We are not big clubber people. Okay. I don't think... Well, clubbing for me used to be basically, let's, again, get drunk and see if you could pull a bird. It wasn't about the kind of the vibe of clubbing and going seeking out raves and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And Yeah, no, nah, not for me. Oh, I was, um, I, was, I was right into it. I was into the garage two-step scene. Yeah, I think, again, you said that's yeah. not real, mate. I, got, I had to dance down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think like I remember. Whoa, 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 whoa! What's the dance, man? Don't. I mean, there's no video in here. I've to show you. Um, <laughs> I think the trick was just to get his elbows as high as he could. They call, they call it two step for a reason. There's not much to it. It's just yeah. two steps and an elbow and a bit of an elbow. <laughs> so but, go on, you you start then, Mark. Well, I picked um, DJ like an MC neat. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of luck. Mm. Good show. Um, it's a banger. Because my clubbing days, I start when I first started going to clubs. I was going to Adlib. It was like house music, dance these, these music. These were all um, commercial sort of music clubs in Southend. In Southend, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was it started off as more of a house kind of trance music, and then the garage scene just exploded. It really did. Um, and I remember again, I was working at Fives, and this like because when I worked on a Saturday, I used to get the releases for the Monday on the Saturday. And there's this album called Pure Silk. Pure Silk. And, um, I put it on. I put it on in in the shop, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is fucking amazing!" <laughs> and I remember ringing my mate Scott. It's like, "Mate, you got to come round to listen to this album." Um, and then, and then all of a sudden, all the clubs in South Ends, every night was a garage night. Garage yeah. night. Um, and me and all my pals would be down there drinking, standing in a circle, doing exactly the same dance. Yeah. Um, Drinking and, WKD Blues yeah, for a pound. Yeah, then we went to go, oh, let's go to Wainapa, the proper garage scene. Um, and went over there, done all the phone parties and stuff. It was it was good times, good yeah. times. And um, nowadays, you know when you're old, when people now call it old, old school, school garage. garage. Yeah. When when we, it was just garage to us. Yeah. <laughs> What's that, when anything's referred to as retro, and you think, hang on, that, that was I like that. What's yeah. what, you know? Why is it retro? I, I made a, <laughs> I made a joke the other day. On one of the episodes when we was talking about, um, I think it was Pete Tong does like Hacienda Classical, and so you know you, you go to wherever it is in London and, and there's a full orchestra playing. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, classic house records, and I think Goldie done something with drum and bass as well. And I thought it's only a matter of time before you see like the London Philharmonic presents Garage Classics. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me, I saw an advert <laughs> yesterday. You can literally yeah. go and see you know orchestral. Really? Um, Reworkings of uh, seminal garage records. Yeah. So uh, get yourself down there, Mark. Get in the circle. You'll love get it. Get your elbows out, mate. Get a two-step. Get in the conducting <laughs> bit and start getting it all out of your elbows. I'm thinking about Gold now. Gold, Goldie Timeless album. That was a, that was a good album. Well. That's a bit special, that is. Yeah. Well. And I had a little bit of drum and bass phase with Ronnie, Ronnie Sires as well. Mate, represent, awesome. mate. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, my, that's, my, that's all I know about drum and bass. <laughs> Stick to what you know, I just, mate. I've just got them two albums, yeah. but they're Don't go out your comfort zone. Stick to Metallica and, you know. Brilliant. What did you go for, Stace? I, me- I can't remember who it was by, 
because we had to look for the actual version as well. Did I, have you written it down? It was, uh, it's something in your eyes, but it was a particular uh, remix. It was a uh, Warren K mix. That was yeah, it. Yeah, by Ed Case. Yeah. yeah. So this for me is just it is my all time favourite um, Garage tune. It does remind me of going to clubs. I think it was big at the time, and it's when before Garage was always good when it had words. In my opinion, <laughs> it's when I sound really old. I remember when it had words, but then it went to like just you know, just shit. In my opinion, but I mean I can't really talk in great detail like Mark can about. Stacey didn't know the dance. He didn't do the dance. I don't dance. Were you allowed in his circle? I don't. I didn't let him in my circle. No, I, I, I was normally by the bar just trying to look cool uh, with my undercut and stuff like that. Um, but basically, it's it, it today because we were searching for it and we found like the right mix on Spotify, and I was just instantly taken back. I was like, yeah. I remember this vividly. I don't remember why I hated Southend so much and I went travelling in Australia. I still, um, I still have a little garage chest now. You love a garage chest. I love chest a little garage. Last year, I was, um, I was in the car, I was stuck at fucking Dartford Tunnel for about three hours, and it was like the start of summer and it was the first day of sunshine. And you know when it's bad when people start getting out of their cars. I'm like, oh shit! I was like, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a little sa- a little um, little soundtrack. So I made myself a little garage garage um, playlist. I had the best two hours in a traffic jam I've ever had. I was dancing around the cars, getting out of the car, doing me do, doing me little two step. People thought I was fucking mental. Especially when I the traffic left about an hour ago. I, do you know what I mean? I, I got home and came up. My wife was like, oh, babe. For two hours sitting there for two hours, I was like, "Wow, I had the best time." <laughs> I, think you, I, think you, I think you rung me actually and said, <laughs> said "Listen to this," and I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like uh, a little bit of So Solid Crew was on there. No, so Solid out all the Crew, tunes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, well, on to track six, um, which is the favourite song from an artist from your home county. County, Mark yeah. County. Not hey, country. So you, you, you initially sent over Oasis, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, because we, we said, yeah, don't look back in anger. Because yeah. um, we were drunk and we read it as, as a country. Um, but yeah, then we realised a mistake. Panicked. <laughs> we and... did realise a mistake. <laughs> she she, 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 she realised a mistake. She realised a mistake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, um, I'll tell you what, um, you go first on this one, Stace. What did I say? Was it Breathe by Prodigy? Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, I've always been a big Prodigy fan as well. Um, but I remember when, when Breathe came out, it was just absolutely insane. The video as well. Do you know that video was just absolutely intense. It was like I think it, it kind of was similar to the film Seven as well. It reminded me so much of that in terms of being dark and that. And it was just a heavy, heavy tune. And even now, it's a bit like um, sabotage in a way. When it comes on, you just instantly just want to smash it up. You just know it's going to go off. That was actually in our um, intro thing as well. That was, that was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The breathe. The intro to breathe was in oh, the um, Fat of the Land. That is an album. That yeah. is an album. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. But. Um, Controversially, I don't like Firestar. Oh. I think Firestar is absolute dog shit. It's not one of my favourites from no, the album either. No, I Diesel don't like Power it. Was a yeah, Diesel Power is amazing. Tune. Diesel oh. Power is amazing. Um, that was where he really fused his hip hop with his, yeah. his hip hop influences. What's become very apparent. With, um, no. Was it on actually my name? But the one with um, was it Crispin Mills? Oh, no, what's his name? Crispin from. It, it was Crispin Mills. Yeah, from, yeah, was it on that album? Cooler Shaker. Yeah, was it was that on that album? Was it the one afterwards? I can't remember. But that's a good track. It wasn't anyway. on. That's not on Fat Lion. Is it not? Uh, no. oh, I'm talking bollocks then. Uh, but yeah, brief. I, I still think yeah, Firestar didn't like. So when that when they come out with a new look and a new sound, I was yeah. like, I'm not really sure about this. Uh, but then when Brie came out, I was just like, this is insane. Yeah. And again. I remember yeah. us just we've been we're probably about 
14, 15 when that came out, yeah. and just, you know, again, just drinking cheap cider, just absolutely getting off, you know, oh, that was just a banging tune. I mean, I love Prodigy before that, anyway, yeah. my sister used to play it all the time. Yeah, and when, when they were full on rave stuff, and then yeah. it was, then and it got into... There was a middle ground, there was a bit of middle ground, from, like, um, experience, we yeah. did all out of space and stuff like that. And then Jilted. Jilted, for me, my favourite Prodigy, to, to this day, is still Poison. I yeah. think that oh. drum, that yeah. that just that break, it's yeah. just awesome. Like that was the song for me that was the the turning point yeah. where all of a sudden they were now playing in alternative music festivals yeah. as well. They were like one of the first. I was chatting to one of the guys from Underworld the other day on the podcast, and I'm saying that at that point, Chemical Brothers, Underworld, you know, um, Prodigy. Uh, and, and left field and things like an orbital were, were all of these electronic dance bands but when they're headlining rock festivals do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, and it was just a real good time as well that that midpoint in the 90s where obviously we've mentioned like what was going on with blur and ice as well there was so much beat ridden music mm. like you know the, that, that sort of stuff and then looking down towards bristol with port said massive and all of that putting you know the, the sort of the trip-hop stuff out and tricky it was just a fucking great time, yeah. and yeah. So, and and, and I, I think let's not overlook "Smack My Bitch Up" as a tune. That's you know what I mean? And again, a video as well. It's probably yeah, yeah, it's yeah, probably mate. one of the best videos ever. Controversial, very yeah. controversial. Banging tune, banging tune, banging tune. I I like their new stuff. I mean, Invaders, my star, I thought was absolutely mm. awesome as well. Omen was uh, a Omen was fucking brilliant. Have uh, you heard the new album? I haven't actually yet. No, I've not heard it yet. No. It's, it's really good. It's really good. It's some. Um, my nephew's not texting me yet, saying listen, saying, listen to the Mark. <laughs> Hasn't made it onto the playlist yet. Yeah, but no, what's no. really interesting about it is they've they've got the huge, huge beats, which which are prodigy, right? Yeah. So they've, they've they've got them 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 massive um, drum sounds, but they've still got them little. They, they've they've gone back to sort of experience time, and they've got the little kind of almost rave hardcore little vocal skits and oh, things right. like that yeah. and noises and they drop them over it so it's kind of like bookends what they do it's, it's, it's a cool album mm-hmm. like, I'll yeah. have to check it out mm. that, was, that was my choice yeah and still, I still, it's still it's a banger now it is an absolute banger have you seen them live? yes a couple of times were you did, uh, not that I didn't go to V you didn't go no. to V that's the only reason why I went is they were headlining are you and talking it, back in the day? No, what was it? It would have been early 2000. Early oh, 2000, but it was, yeah. you know, as a live show, it was fucking amazing. I saw him 98 at V when Fat the Land dropped. Nice. And, and I, 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 me and Chris, who I do the other podcast with, I got listen, both of us are in agreement that that point when Poison dropped in that field, and it was, and, and I spoke to their, um, Liam's manager, I had him on the podcast, Nick Hawks, and he was saying that was their homecoming. Yeah. And, yeah. and they were, and, and if you listen to a, a shout out um, Pip's podcast, um, he had Liam Halley on his podcast, and 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 he, you know, and Pip was at that show, and we, we, we you know, we, we've spoke so many of us about being in, in in that field in Essex on on that night, and I've never seen a crab move like that. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was just, and 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 I think with with things like the Prodigy, you like you 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 love them because there's not hundreds and hundreds of incredible acts coming out of Essex no. that, you know, that, that, that have made, that have had, I shouldn't say that, that have had mainstream success, yeah. you know, that, that, that are household names. And, and so we, you know, we hold on to them dearly, right? And, and, and the prodigy. <laughs> one of us, one of our own. They are. <laughs> and, and the prodigy, I just think they're punk rock as fuck. I just love yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Like, sure. Um, I'm trying to think what year it was we went. 
But it was the same. I mean, it wasn't the 98, but it was the last time I played. And again, like you said, it was there. Because I can't remember. Someone else was playing at the same time. With, everyone was debating about where to go. And I said, how often do you get to see Prodigy at home? Yeah. And and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. And it yeah. did. It, the whole thing just fucking bounced. Yeah, they know. Um, we crap. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Great awesome. choice, mate. I know what's going on the radio on the way home. Yes. Well, not the radio. No, no. On, on the Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> on, on I mean, you were late tonight because you did a bit of traffic. And now I'm just thinking... Did you dar- purposely go and find some traffic just so you can put together another <laughs> yeah. garage mixtape yeah. on the way yeah. down here? <laughs> Elbows going out the windows. <laughs> yeah. What have you gone for, mate? Um, uh, what was what were we talking about? <laughs> Home I'm, I'm totally, uh, totally lost track. Um, uh, well, I've gone for A, although not officially from Essex. Yep. Some of them do live here now. <laughs> I, I think, well, three live in Leon C. Yeah. Well, one of them's not in there anymore. That's Dan Picard. Yeah, he's, yeah. Um, and Dougie, the bass player from McFly, who's now in A, he's from Corinthian, so you can have him. Oh, oh fair done. Um, and I think the guitarist lives still lives in uh, Suffolk. Uh, okay. So the majority are in Lee. So you're I right should there, mate, see yeah. uh, Dan Picard on a train about a year ago. I was coming back, or a couple of years ago, maybe on the train. And he was um, he was sitting opposite me, and I'm sitting there thinking, that's fucking Daniel P. Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I text my pal Rick, saying, mate, I'm sitting opposite Daniel P. Carter. Do you think it's okay if I ask him for a picture? <laughs> no. He's like, do it. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. No. Gutted. Should have oh, done mate, it. Oh, mate, he's such a lovely <laughs> dude as well. I know. I see, every time I see anyone, I see Frank Carter last year, who I'm, I am a massive fan of Frank Carter. Oh, well, I've got some Frank Carter news coming out, oh, uh, listeners, at some point. And um, I was at, I was at Bricks and, um, Brighton Tattoo Convention, and I walked past him, and he was Was walking, he tattooing? No, he was walking past me, well, towards me, with his wife. Um, and I was like, I can't stop him. He's with his wife. So I just kind of nodded at him. Like, it's all right, mate. Like, like we were pals, <laughs> and um, he nodded back like like a little nod, like you're all right, mate. And I was thinking, we're fucking pals. Sure you weren't, like, <laughs> I'm you, taking mate, that. Basically, being an oldie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure you didn't like you went all right, and he went fuck are you, like nodded no, like that. Basically, it was it was a nod of acknowledgement. Ah, he knew, he knew, he, he knew I loved him. He knew the mark was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Crowbar, the new song, by the way. He whispered in his wife, that's that dude. He hasn't stopped following me around the whole convention. (laughs) Freaking me out. I I basically just walked around frying seashells at him. Please pick one up. (laughs) Pick one of these. (laughs) Um, So, what is it? Oh, sorry. Hey, yes. Go back to to the original question. Hey, um, I'm a big fan. I um, I probably come to them quite late, actually. My my brother-in-law, Rick, introduced me to them. Um, I was probably... I don't know, 21, maybe. Um, and I loved them instantly. And then they were playing in Islington not long after that, so I went to see it, and they were supported by kids in glass houses. And I think I think Jay, I think um, Jason. Uh, Jason had written some songs for them and stuff. He produced some bits produced for them. Produced some well, bits yeah. for them. Welsh boys, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, so it was a great gig, really good. Um, and I've been following them ever since, really. Um, I love them. Listen to them regular, mm. and I honestly did think they were from Essex, all of them. <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm sure at some point we, you know, working with us. Then, as I said to you on the phone, we'll, we'll certainly try and do something to ensure that we can all get in a room together and, and have a, yeah. a chat about music, yeah, and, some, cool. and, and and some beers and stuff. Because Jace is 
he's, he's, he's top, top gent. I will uh, try not to fanboy him. You will fan. That's, that's, this is the worry. This is the worry. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna act so cool. And it was, it was quite weird because we had, um, we had Jade Adams on, um, the comedian who lives in Leon C, um, and uh, and and she chose um, for her track from her club in years. She worked at a club in Bristol, and 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 I won't do her accent, but she said <laughs> nothing by a. Um, she said, "Oh, I've, I've been." <laughs> I've been fingered many a time on a dance floor at that track. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so weird because then fast forward a week and I'm doing the radio show with Jason and he was like, fucking hell, I listened to Jay's episode. <laughs> fingered on the dance floor away. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, Brilliant. I mean, if you're going to be fingered, you might as well do it. Well. Solid tune. Yeah. yeah. Solid tune. <laughs> if only I'd been fingered while I was listening to it. <laughs> but yeah, banging, banging, banging band. And the song, my favourite song is... Uh, um, oh shit! What did I put down? Rush song. Rush song. Everyone goes hi-fi serious and um, the album, but I prefer um, the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh shit! We've liked to hold on. Oh, um, you know what one I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> Rush song. Um, if you're, if you haven't listened to um, Jason on on this podcast or Jason on the radio show, um, which we put out. Recently, um, him and his brother, who's the drummer in A, yeah. who's also the drummer in Bloodhound Gang as well, yeah, yeah, um, are obsessed with Rush, the Canadian rock band. Um, have you boys watched the Rush documentary on Netflix? No, no, I will do now. Yeah. So this is going to be an awful segue because we're not going. No. Well, well, well I, I, I'd never, wa- I've not watched it, and, and and I've never once spent any time with Jason where he hasn't told me how incredible Rush are, uh, and how uncle he is for liking Rush, but he doesn't care because they're they're his favourite band, and and I he played some on the radio, and I was like, this sounds a while away, and then someone else and I said, they've watched this documentary, and the documentary starts with Taylor Hawkins, then it's Kirk Hammett, is it? From Metallica, yeah, it, yeah. Um, and then literally everyone, a who's who of music, before it even starts, just saying what an incredible band Rush oh. are. And then it, it and, the, and the thing is, they're just three completely unlikely rock stars, and just the the sweetest guys you've ever sort of watched on television. And the documentary is absolutely amazing. So I couldn't even think of a Rush song. I'm sure when I, I will watch it, and I'm sure yeah. I'll probably recognise one of the fifteen yeah. songs. Yeah. Of the songs. Yeah. It's one of those ones probably been on a million adverts. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. yeah, every song's been used, and you just didn't realise. I yeah. only know Rush because of the geeky guy in Goldbergs wearing a Rush t-shirt all the time. Yeah, I, I love got, the Goldbergs. Man. Yeah, <laughs> love the Goldbergs. That's brilliant. I love, love it. the Goldbergs. So last track. So this is the track um, where you get to kind of. Um, Influence and, and shout about something that you want to shout about. So, um, track seven is uh, a song that many may not know that you would like them to hear. Mark, you can kick this one off, mate. I will go with um, it's a band that I I was about to say discover, I didn't discover them, they were already a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, a band that I heard while I was working at Fives, like another band that we just kind of come in and we put it on, and a band called The Beekeepers. And um, this album come out in. 1997 um it's called um fire fear and thefts the album is called fire fear and mm-hmm. thefts 
um, and it is absolute banger, start to finish. What is it? Like, what sort of it's, genre? Uh, it's a, it's a, like an indie bands. I think, and I, that's why I always thought if they, I mean, I loved them then, but I always thought if they, if they that album got launched now, it would kick off. Hmm. It's more suited to like this era <clears throat> than it was in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, um, and it's just a really, really good indie bands. Um, what's the song I put down in there? I forget what it Killer was. Killer Cure. Killer Cure, which is, is spot on. Mm. And I was I listened to it today on the way back um, from from printing earlier. And um, I was like, it's so good. And then I thought, oh, and they said, you know, when you look at the thing, said, oh, listen to more tunes from the Beekeepers. I was like, oh, I thought it was the only album. And I looked down and there was another one from 2011 and it's Electronica. Don't listen to it. It's tripe. But... <laughs> but Go out and find. I mean, you, you just had your chance to really big them up. Yeah, and fucking slam them. Yeah, in the yeah. Back. they were amazing. Now they're shit. They're going in, back. in 1997, that they album were the bollocks. Was an absolute Jesus killer. Christ. Um, anything else? <laughs> avoid it. But it was too late. I'd already told you the band. I told you the told you the CD. I love that we've gone from being finger by A to don't listen to Electronica. It's try it. <laughs> it's just like two completely oh, unnecessary no, I like, I like, comments. I like, I like, yeah. Don't be wrong. I like Electronica. Yeah. Just not this Electronica. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But that album, Fire, Fear and Theft by the Beekeepers. Check it out. It is a banging album. Well, it'll be on the Spotify playlist. So um, ensure you go and have a listen. Stace. Um, I've obviously gone a bit of a different route compared to Mark. It's uh, uh, definitely on sort of the hip hop side of thing. It's by um, a local artist called um, Scrabble, who uh, is from South End. Um, it's a track called Shaving Cut. Um, I just think he's a really, really talented guy. He's, um, he's in a, another group that's just been signed to, <clears throat> excuse me, a record label in London. So it looks like they're actually going to start, you know, becoming something. Yeah, good. Um, but it's a great album. I think we released it last week, and this for me is, is a, a really standout track on it. It's got kind of like an old school sort of um, soul vibe to it. It's it? a really kind of old school yeah. hip hop kind of Beat, uh, vibe which, to it. It's really good. Which is really good, but it's produced by a guy called Uzi who's just amazing. Um, so, yeah, Scrabble, Shave and Cut. I think the album's called Wood for, you, Wood, uh, Wood for the Trees. Excuse me. So just on Spotify as well. So just check it out. It's, it's amazing. How did you. Oh, and it's spelled S K S K R A B L. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, how did you discover that? Um, well, I mean, I do know Scrabble. I've known him for a few years, um, and I've always been a fan of what he's put out. And to what you've just seen over the last like four or five years, you know, he's really worked at his art and sort of, you know, and perfected it. And mm. you know, he started doing a lot of stuff, putting out like really decent. What what you find with a lot of hip hop stuff, especially you know, I guess independent stuff, is they kind of just put out cheap stuff quickly, which you can do when you're on sort of YouTube of and, and the Spotify generation. But a lot of effort went into this. You can tell when you listen to it, listen to the beats and listen to the lyrics and, and the videos they put out and the fact they've now been signed to a record label in London, you know, they're really putting in the graft, yeah. which is which is good to see and hopefully uh, it kick on for them. Wicked, wicked. So, Save Our Souls, what's coming up in the future? Wow. Sorry, that's a bit loud. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, get, just getting through the days. Um, Although we've got a lot we want to do. I mean, we've got stuff that we're dropping in terms of collection-wise, but we've got wider plans for the brand, really, because we want to build not just clothing, but it should be a, we want it to be kind of like a lifestyle brand. So there is stuff we want to do more alongside music. Um, we want to kind of do, um, I don't want to say a TV channel, but we want to start actually doing more stuff, showcasing local artists and bands, Wicked. stuff like that, which we can do. We were looking um, about doing, a, we want to start a, like a, a quarterly kind of, 
not gig as such, but basically a event. A showcase. A showcase. Yeah, it's great. Like loads of bands in um, uh, where we can just showcase new bands in a, in a, in a live environment. Um, but not for profit. You know, not pro- not uh, for go, profit. Profits go to charity, that sort of thing, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, but there's just so much talent, so, you know, where, especially where we are, you know, in sort of South and surrounding areas in Essex. There's so many good bands. And um, everyone's kind of doing their own thing, which is great. You got to do your own thing to, to sort of crack of on. But um, if there's a way to kind of pull things together, um, that's kind of what we want to do. And the sort of um, and the, we, the YouTube channel, if it kicks off, should be really good. Um, that's that's one of the things. And just keep on yeah. doing new collections, really. We only just started really in the last kind of couple of weeks, kind of trying to put things together. So it'll be a little while, but um, in the in the not too distant future, you'll be seeing some. Um, some live content. music events yeah. by SOS for sure well, hosted by SOS hosted by we, SOS. we can't play a, play a note I mean so it's not us <laughs> I'll be doing my dance in the corner yeah. cool. <laughs> and I'll be telling everyone why it's not the same as it used to be and Stacey will be trying to sleep with everyone right. <laughs> I'm a married man don't say things oh like sorry that. I forget you're married now Jesus Christ <laughs> alright and so um, where can people find out about Save Ourselves Clothing you can go onto the website, which is sosclothing.co.uk. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter. I think that's it. We can't bother to do anymore. It's too much hassle. We've got this um, little advert on this podcast thing. That's, that's coming we, out. That's yeah. coming out. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that worth a listen? Yeah, I well, think it's well, quite well, good. Listen. I think it's quite good. If you listen to it, you might get a, a discount as well. Um, she should always <laughs> listen. I don't know when you do it. You, maybe you should mix it up, put it in the middle and the end. Who exactly. Knows? Yeah. You've got to listen to it all the way through. So if they go to your website, www.sosclothing.co.uk. Hey, yeah. Put in Discount the, code. Put in Beat15 and you get 15% off everything, which is pretty amazing. That is an absolute steal. A bargain. I'm yeah. going to go and buy something right now. Buy something for you, your <laughs> wife, your brother, your sister, everything. We'll have sold that. All profits go to us. Yeah. <laughs> Gents, thanks loads, boys. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. It's been yeah, a pleasure. Mate. Take it easy. So there you have it. Thank you so much to the boys from Save Our Souls Clothing. It was a lovely chat. I really enjoyed sitting there with them. Um, I think when we first started, they were both a little bit nervous. They were shuffling in their seats a little bit and, and the fingers were tapping on the on the table as they were talking. But they're not podcasters, are they? That's not their job. Their job is creating, making and delivering incredible clothes. And that's what they do. And they do it well. And I'll tell you what else they do well. They sponsor this podcast. So go and show them some love. Head over to the social media and go and follow Save Our Souls Clothing. You heard the advert at the beginning. Go and have a little nose about. Put in the code BEAT15, B-E-A-T-1-5. And you're going to save yourself 15% on the clothes. What more do you want? Oh. Thanks again for listening. Please go like, love, share uh, on all the socials. Please give us a a subscribe if this is the first time you've listened to the podcast. And if it is, please go and have a look through the back catalogue. You can hear episodes with the likes of Dom Jolly, Ian Lee, the in-betweeners, James Buckley, Block Party, Scroobius, Pip, Colin Murray, Dan Lassac, Mark Moore from S-Express. Oh, God, there's loads. Go and get stuck in. I'm going to naff off now. Thanks ever so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Oh yeah, sorry, I've butted in yet again. I just want to quickly tell you about this magazine. It's called Pod Bible. Now, Pod Bible is the new essential guide to podcasts. It's put together alongside Spotify and Acast, and it's a one-stop shop to tell you all about the podcasts 
you maybe know about, but definitely about a load of the podcasts that you probably don't know about that we think you should know about. I mean, in the first edition, there's interviews with Adam Buxton, interviews with Craig Parkinson, and there's features on Jade Adams, and there's just an abundance of information about so many exciting podcasts that are out there. Also, Spotify have given us these amazing little codes. So if you do get a print copy, you can just turn on your Spotify on your phone, scan the little code, and it just automatically opens up the podcast on your listening device. How good's that? If you haven't managed to get a print copy, then just go over to www.podbiblemag.com and read it online because the digital version is all over there and it's all free. So every other month there'll be a new edition out. So go and have a look and support us on the social medias as well. Podbiblemag.com It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me stew with him. Eat it, boy.